This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You are on to Let's Talk, your social, political, political and current affairs show right here in the city of Jos. It is a good day. It is the 4th of December 2023. My name is Abigail Seaman. Another good day to look at the biting economy and also look at what what it will mean for us if our government of our people in the hems of a fear can cut down the cost of governance. Some of the stories that have caught my fancy has to be that of Wiki's plan to spend 15 billion around vice president's residence. The amount of uh, delegates going for COP28, 20, uh, about 1,411 delegates, which is pretty much a very bloated um, delegate, if you ask me. A lot of people have come up with the argument that some were sent them by private organizations but at the same time we will get to the nitty-gritties of that but welcome to the show i'm not alone i'm joined by mika macy mika good morning to you good morning abigail good morning to you and dear listener wonderful monday morning this is your just fourth day of september of december rather um 21 days to christmas like you mentioned government spending seems to be going off the roof and it makes you know a lot of nonsense let me use that word that the government spending is the way it is. The government hasn't come out to explain what is. Some of the people who have in their supposed wisdom come to explain even makes things worse, you know. Mm. And for me, it just goes to show two things. First, that the government, again, from what we have seen, it's, it's, possibly, it's possible that there are, there are stories behind this that we do not know, but from these... Uh, evidence on ground. One, the government do not care about cutting cost of governance. Mm. Two, the government do not care about explaining to us the um, the situation of things on ground. And, you know, the second one is quite important for me because one of the problems we, we dealt with under the former president, Muhammadu Buhari, was that we were constantly left in the dark and we were, we were left to feeling um, in vacuums by ourselves. What, mm. what happened? Why did this happen? And we had a lot of conjectures, a lot of conspiracy theories. Some would even say to fill in those vacuums. And one of the things I've also questioned a lot with governments is because the government is for the people by the people, it means that the government should be answerable to the, the people. people. No matter how insignificant you think the conversation is, you still have to answer to the people. And it seems as though from just this one, before let me not even go far, from just what is happening right now, the government and her handlers don't seem to be concerned about our perception of things. It seems as though for them, again, I'm just casting expressions here mm. but it seems as though for them we don't care what you think we have done what we want to do and that is it and that for me is a big problem we all like you also mentioned um you know the fct minister yes on wiki according to reports saw in the newspaper has budgeted 15 billion. billion naira for the renovation of the vice president's house we also saw in november as well that the president also had nine billion naira for his renovation the vice the um, the office of the first lady, lady had about five billion naira to the question is if you have all of this money is going to sorry to use the word insignificant offices because 
I, I get that your president would have to leave or your vice president to have a live in a comfortable environment. Of course, it doesn't mean the vice president is the only one there. But my question is, the former vice president was living in a, in a hell hole. Was the former vice president living in a ramshackle? He obviously was living in a place that was conducive enough for him. Now, I imagine... Oh, you want to upgrade this thing. You want to make it look a certain way. There's a certain standard. You believe a vice president and a president's house or apartment or, or, or um, um, lodge should look like. Agreed. It's fine because, of course, every part of governance, whether it's the building or the people employed, are quite important. However, there is a need for austerity. Mm. If you consistently tell us as a government that Nigerians should take austere measures to ensure that we get to the El Dorado you have defined for us, which many of us still haven't seen yet, it means that you as the person taking the lead should also be taking these austere measures on yourself as well. It makes no sense when a father comes and tells his children, there will be no longer meat in our food because there's no money on ground. And every night the father comes home drunk, having gone to the bar, he comes home with a lot of, you know, meat stains on his shirt. The question is, if you say we're not going to eat meat in the house again, it starts from you. Mm. And that is where the problem is. And for people who consistently say things like, we are majoring on the minor here is the thing every facet of governance is important whether it is questioning the budget or acting our leaders whether they are senators or house of rep members or governors what they are doing or asking the president why a hundred why 1411 people from the official numbers we saw again if it is not if it is not true Come and tell us it's not true and give us proof why it isn't. If they have remained silent in this, two things, like we often say, silence is consent. And this means that 1,411 Nigerians left this country on our taxpayers' money, went to Dubai for a conference that honestly, in all honest... Let's be honest. <laughs> we do not need. Well, we, 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 we a, a particular aide of, of the president, um, Tayo, Came out and said that it was very important that um sorry not i talk by ajayi who is um, the special assistant to the president on media and publicity came out to defend the large delegation and he was insisting that the participation participation i beg your pardon was very important and was not a jamboree and also a lot of them have found out that um Many of the people who attended the Nigerians, the, um, the cop 28 were from the private sector and may have now i'm going to use the word may we are not sure we have paid their way to that conference and but apart from that a thousand four hundred and eleven what are they going to for do? climate change um, you not even consign us like that uh, mr we're joined by mr Liu Garba this morning who is an advocate for good governance right here uh, what do you make of this over bloated delegation to yeah, cop 28 uh, first and foremost good morning ardent listeners to start with i think uh, it is important we look at the significance of the cop 28 climate change conference that took place in Dubai, yeah. where we saw a large number of uh, crowds. Uh, I, I like for, the yeah. way you use the yeah. word crowd. Yeah, the mm. large number of crowds that massively followed the presence to the COP28. Uh, mm. Yes, uh, a lot of uh, pertinent issues have been raised to, uh, towards proffering solution to carbon emission, gas flaring, indiscriminate waste disposal that has made our environment not safe, unhealthy, and unclean. Mm. So these were the germane issues they were raised. But looking at the uh, current challenges and, and uh, uh, myriad of uh, hardship Nigerians are going through, this is not the time for us to uh, invest resources, our mega resources, 
in this kind of movement. It is a brilliant movement and a very good idea, but at least we should be very circumspect when it comes to prudence management of our resources. A lot of Nigerians are going through pains, agony. We are in a perilous time. People are going through a lot. I and we are not exempted. We are also, uh, one or the other, we are also being inflicted with pains. Mm. So what we are saying is that, uh, you see, look at the numbers. We can compete with China. These are the countries that, we are, that have the highest number of delegates. The UAE, about 4,000 plus. Then we have Brazil with about 3,900. Then Nigeria, 1,411 delegates that troop in. The same thing with China. So when you look at this simple analogy, Nigerians were good in comparing ourselves with others, which is the worst case scenario in life. Mm. Economically, we cannot uh, compare with China, compete with China. No, we can't. But, but as we can see, the, the, the numbers during the COP28 is, mm. is the same thing with China. When it comes to economic viability, uh, living standard, means and ways of livelihood is... Is, is up to date. They are living excellently well. A country of about 1.4 billion something. Well, Nigeria is just 200 and something million people. So it is quite unfortunate that this is coming on these hills. Interesting. Um, I, would, I also wanted to ask you, because based off um, a lot of um, political parties too have also come to criticize the large amount of um, people who went for COP28. According to the PDP, PPT um, said that it was a waste. It was frivolous. It was reckless when it comes to what the Tinubu-led administration had done when he that the, due to the fact that we have scarce resources mm. carrying this number of people what does this mean for us um, is, is this just trying to say we have money somewhere we're not just we're not just talking about it because according to them um look they came to kind of water it down and this is what i mean they came to say um subnational officials were their businessmen and women were their journalists were their civil societies were there and and they traveled on their own expense so for for us as a country, where at the moment we already have a biting economy, we are already at a point where um, some banks don't even have cash at the moment. We are at a point where the prices of things are skyrocketing every day. Should we be attending COP twenty eight, or should, do you think we should have just uh, attended it via Zoom? No, we should, we'll, we'll still be a part of it. No, we should be attending COP twenty eight at least with few technocrats who will go and brainstorm, then come back with results. Mm. I get in it. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with uh, with uh, attendance. In fact, it is it is a very important event, an occasion that Nigeria needs to be part and parcel of it. Mm. But the PDP have come out to criticize. The Labour Party have come out to criticize. Which, as an individual sitting down right here with you, see it as a way of settling their political scores. I, as an individual, is mm. going to criticize them here constructively, based on what I'm seeing on ground. Are you getting me? Yeah, I don't it is it is it is not it is not advisable for a country who is going through trying times, who is going through turbulent periods, to put such humongous amount of money. Because all these people you are seeing that follow the president, uh, if 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 what the SSA, you know he's the lettering rod of the president, mm. so he will always come out to defend the president. Yeah, and receive he would be the one to be receiving the blues for the president. But but I don't care. I'm speaking based. On, I'm speaking as a Nigerian. Yeah. 
who is also part of the Nigerian project. I don't see the Nigerian problem as a PDP problem, APC problem, or, or Labour Party problem. I see it as a Nigerian problem. But the issue is that we always prescribe uh, uh, medicine after death. Instead of prescribing the medicine while that person is still alive, it is when that person died that will now prescribe medicine. So who are we prescribing medicine for? That is what actually baffles me all the times. Mm. When I sit down, I think critically about the myriad of problems that bedevil us. Mm. I, I, I broke into tears. Honestly speaking, I'm telling you this with all seriousness. And a lot of people have also said that one of our major problems is the high cost of governance. That, that makes it um, the political position a very juicy mm-hmm. place to be at. But people are always going to want to be political leaders because of the monies that they would get from it. For us as a country, are we ever going to get to a point where we'll be able to cut down the cost of governance or we should just zero it? That isn't something that we cannot fix. And uh, because we also know running and a country, even running a home comes with expenses and running a country definitely comes with expenses too. But at the same time, a lot of people have questioned the amount of money being spent. For example, we wanting to use 15 billion naira to renovate the vice president's residence and a lot of other monies out there that are being used for only god knows what um for you as who is an advocate for good governance is that something we should look at or is just something that we can keep beating the gong and it would never stop no it's something that we should uh, take an inward look mm. it's something that should be taken extremely important we can't continue on this pedestrian it's a dangerous part we have taken and we just have to depart from that dangerous part it is not good for us mm. we need to be mindful of how we spend our resources let me give you an instance if you are earning maybe 150,000 and then eventually something happened or you are so indebted that you cannot meet up that 150,000 cannot meet up to your basic need mm. what I expected to do to cut down the cost of Living, if you are eating, let's say, a meal of a thousand a day, you can now go back to like 300 or four. Let me not even make it half, no. Mm. So what, what I'm saying here is that, honestly speaking, uh, if there's one thing we lack, it's financial discipline. In our country. Yes, we don't have financial discipline in our country. And the same people I see vituperating throwing tantrums at the, uh, those at the helm of affairs, if given the unique and golden opportunity, they will go and do worse. Because the same people, the way they are, they want to live ostentatious lifestyle. It, 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 it keeps you wondering sometimes. So, and the same people want to take the mantle of leadership and take the some country to somewhere. As Emeka said, he said El Dorado. That is just a, a, a word for the paper tigers. It's somewhere where we, we, are not, we, we are not getting to. So let us, let us not lie to ourselves. Let us tell ourselves the truth of the matter. Mm. And, and what, which is the crux of the matter? What is the truth about the matter? That we are, we are crumbling, our economy is crumbling. Is that, is that the truth of the matter? Okay, uh, the, the reason why... Okay, look at, look at, look at how it goes. Uh, a budget that was tacked renewed hope. I think was submitted to the National Assembly last week. That was on Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday, which stands at about 27.9 trillion naira, mm. 
with budget deficit of over nine tri- trillion, I think so. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Eight, eight trillion. Eight trillion, very good. Mm. Then with eight point six uh, billion dollars borrowing plan and uh, hundred million euros, and our our external de- uh, our debt profile, our external <laughs> <stance> <laughs> I don't it, it, it's laughable, but at the same time, it's it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's actually funny, but uh, it's so pathetic. Mm. So how can you reconcile these figures? Look at this. You borrow to pay debt. Is that not what we're seeing? That's, that's definitely Is that the way to go? Well, according to the Tenable Led Administration, when they came into power, they did not meet the... Uh, they did not meet an economy that was uh, standing on its own. According to them, in their own words, they met an economy that was in coma and they are trying to resuscitate it. That's what they always tell us. I had the National Security Advisor, Noor Ribado, saying that they made a bankrupt country. Mm. Well, the same people are the ones that have made the country gone bankrupt. So what is he telling us? He should just focus on security matters and allow other economic matters to be dealt with squarely by the economic team. Mm. That is how it should be. The, the blame game should come. You know, why do they also always resort to self-help? When they are feasting on our commonwealth and drain themselves, we don't hear anything. But the moment something goes wrong, that's when you hear their outburst. Mm. And some of us who, who are gullibles, are, I forgive our ignorance, we tend to pitch our tent with these people. That's when they will make us go into amnesia, political. We will forget about our problems so that bedevil us. We'll just be following them sheepishly, blindly. All right. I had to hand you over to Ibeka. All right. Um, my, my first question, like how you have thoughts, just to retrace some of these things. Um, the government, when the president came into power, one of the first things he did was to remove fuel subsidy. Now, in his words, and this is not news to anybody, that fuel subsidy was gulping a large amount of our budget and we needed to fix that. I think about spending on the trillion, you know, we pay for fuel subsidy yearly, I think, and you know, we thought that was a good idea. However, since there were a lot of fuel subsidies still now, we've gone through different phases of, I will use the word economic hardship, but, you know, a lot of, our, a lot of Nigerians have seen some of the worst times we've seen in a very long time. With where we are right now, with the you know plethora of ministers we have, with the economic team that has not given us a blueprint yet, because I say this knowing that just recently the CBN was talking about you know some some measures to get banks working as they should. We also um, we've heard the minister of finance say, "Oh, they are working on their tools, you know, to ensure that we get here." We've seen the budget, you know, sent to the house and all of the bohaha that happened with an empty box and all of that. Do you think, from what we've seen so far, from the caliber of people who are the helms of affairs in our economy, that there is some form of solution for us going into next year, that they would find a way to turn this around? Or are you part of the people who believe that it will be all doom and gloom for us even next year and years to come? Oh, we shouldn't continue to live in doom. Nobody will like a sane and right-thinking person will not like to live in doom. It is long overdue we should get out of this mess. Emeka, the truth of the matter is that it is not logical for us to conclude. But from what we have seen, we've seen highly skilled technocrats, at least who can produce results. But the issue is that most of these policies are more or less like symbolic policies. 
That means symbolic. Uh, you just be showing signs. This is it. This is it. This is that. Are you getting me? Yes. Uh, you just be showing signs. But what is on ground is different from the signs and wonders you are showing. It, the handwriting is clearly written on the wall. We are all seeing it. I and you. I getting it. Yes. When this thing was done in the first instance, it's it's, it's supposed to be this way. It's, it's it's all about logic. What do you mean? What do you mean? When you say it's all about logic, what exactly do you Come. mean? What, what policies has this government put in place that you think are mere symbols and not actionable? Uh, America, we've always laid much emphasis on the oil subsidy regime. Yes. Which is. Uh, the issue that has inflicted a lot of pains of recent times in Nigeria. We cannot dispute that fact. True. And I speak to you, we're all going through a lot. Okay, uh, I do go for a morning walk every morning. This morning, I think a couple of weeks back, I've been on this road to Secretary Junction. What I see at the NMPC mega station is queue. Now the queue is surfacing and is getting bigger. So tell me, Things were not supposed to be seen. But, but even even before the sub subsidy removal, we still used to have queues. Um, queues are like a part of our Christmas celebration. These yes, days. They, they, I know, but we shouldn't even be having queues during festive period like this. Now. But we always we do. Eat. No, what, but, what are we always do, but that is always. What no, I'm saying, by now we should graduate out of that class. Okay, so sorry to, sorry to cut you to yeah. interrupt there. Now, um, with regards to your queues, we've also heard, again, I'm not going by present situation mm. we've seen not this not last year not two years ago none of the problems we used to have when it comes to yuletide season and fuel cues and scarcity is that the marketers were basically the ones who were many would say and that data to prove that that they were intentionally hoarding fuel mm. to ensure that with scarcity it means more money and all of that now if those things happened it means that it is quote unquote normal now that the the, the, the government has taking off your subsidy do you did you expect that we would not have fuel queues on the streets also they've also explained the reasons for the queues the reasons given do you accept them or do you think they were flimsy enough and are we through the quote-unquote getting more from them this economic saboteurs what do you what do you mean by saboteurs they are crooks they always devise means to bring about all these kind of things if you don't know they always do these kind of things so that it do look hoarding what are, where, where are you holding for? That's for the marketers. That's not the government. You are hold, you are holding for 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 the uh, for the government. In what sense? Does it make sense holding those products? It's it's simple economics. The 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 more no, no, demands are and the less supply, no, no, it means the higher the know, prices no, go. Do you know what? It's 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 a simple uh, logic. This these people always come out with their criminal tendencies during period like this, just to inflict pains on on people. Okay, let me tell you. Most of these. Uh, Foiling stations. The reason why you always see people queue up behind uh, the mega station at uh, Secretary Junction is because of the liter. I get in it. The the price is the same with other filling stations, but you can still get other filling stations uh, that the that their liters is better than the NMPC because I've seen uh, those who own cars who are close to me complain bitterly about those kind of things. Emeka, this is something that they will always look for a way to bring it so that they profit with human lives. Mm. Because as I speak to you, by the time we are thrown into this confusion, a lot of people, they are, see, let me tell you something. There are pressures that I can withstand, that you cannot withstand, and my beloved sister here, mm. because of that individual differences. But I'm telling you, I've seen people go, gone through 
turbulent times and it has really put them into a very difficult and unpleasant situation. All right, my, my, my question again, just to yeah. piggyback to the main question, do you think that with the technocrats we have, what the things we've seen were the kind of statements they made? I remember when Ian Kadosu was, you know, being, was appointed as the CBN governor. I remember some of the things he said. I also remember the, you know, the um the screening he did with the national assembly some of the words for example that um you know former governor of edo state adam sushomele made mention of of how the government could not just allow things to be the way they are there had to be intervention from the government to ensure things are done right hayamisi kadosu also made mention of you know some of the plans he had to ensure that the naira became as stable as he it should be you know, a few weeks into office a few months into office there were monies borrowed to offset, you know, backlogs of dollars and all of that. We've seen measures put in place. We've seen measures, for example, about tax cuts for certain companies. We've seen the president travel abroad to sign deals with international companies to come here. Uh, we saw him sign some. I think he signed them um, when, when last time he went to Dubai when, you know, the whole back and forth with, with regards to traveling. He signed some deals with some foreign companies for them to come tonight. I think he signed some with Indian companies, all right? Now, we've seen all of these moves. Do you think these moves, plus the reality on ground, plus the people in charge, that they are brighter days for Nigerian economy? Yeah, with, with, with these moves, uh, it's, a, it's a brilliant moves. It is a brilliant idea. But you see, the only time we come to terms with their uh, policies that are beautifully designed on paper, when they issue out statement, it captivates you. It makes you feel, yes, something will be done. But along the line, it has not always been done the way we expected. The issue, the major problem is implementation. Those policies are fine. They are good. They are excellent. They are beautiful. But the major problem is implementation. Who implements these policies? Who, who is in charge? Because, um, like you mentioned, yeah. the problem is implementation. Um, let, let me say, for example, a policy on, on finance, for example... The people that will implement this policy, at least the, the let, let, let me call them the, the boots on the ground that will implement these policies, are usually the civil servants who work in these ministries. Now, if the civil servants who work in these ministries, the heads of these ministries, not, you know, the ministers themselves, I mean, you know, the, the permanent secretaries and, you know, the government, the officials that work, if they did not imp implement these policies, who takes the blame, the government or the people whose job it is to implement these policies? Uh, in most cases, I think we bear the brunt. You understand? But the main people who take the blame is those saddled with the responsibility of making sure that those policies go in the right direction. So you see, without making sure those policies are in the right direction, how do we expect things to be fine? Definitely, there will be a lot of hitches, problem here and there. All right. Um, quickly, before, of course, once of time, we need to pick calls. The second question has to do with, like you mentioned before, the government spending. I saw on Business Day newspaper yesterday that the price, the fee, the money used by the government to transport these people from Nigeria to Dubai is about 880 million naira. Now, this from Business Day newspaper. So, for those of you who want to hold me accountable for the numbers. 880 million and we also have seen rumors about how much each delegate will spend for a hotel room for the days they'll be in dubai the government has also come out to say and this is from like abigail mentioned different you know um 
employees of the government mm. that there are reasons for this. You know, some say that private organizations sponsor them and the back and forth. Do you believe that the government's measures in ensuring that Nigeria's economy gets to where it needs to get to are good enough, especially when it comes to cost of governance and cutting down on the necessities. Now, before you answer that question, let's also remember that some months ago, barely a month or two ago, there was a budget in the supplementary budget that the government was spending about five billion naira to get a presidential yacht. However, with rumors and records and conversations on social media and in different media houses, the 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 five billion naira yacht was first explained the way as a naval yacht and then was yanked off the supplementary list. It means some would say that the government listens to the people. Do you think that the government is making enough effort in terms of its austerity measures to put us back in track? Or do you also believe that some of these spendings are necessary to boost the economy and get it where it needs to get to? Uh, the government are not actually taking austerity measures to address all these problems you rightly mentioned. As I've uh, always alluded to, you see, we cannot we cannot continue this way. When we are talking of uh, uh, buying SUVs of 100 and something million for our uh, what do you call it, our national assembly members. Mm. When we are thinking of buying yacht, when we are thinking of uh, renovating the vice president's uh, lodge, which will cost 15 billion naira. Tell me, what wh- 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 what are we telling Nigerians? We're telling Nigerians that we're, we're, we're inflicting more pains in them. Things are not getting better. But what we always hear is that they spent whooping and humongous amount of money on things that are not even important at all. We're not saying that the, con- the environment of the uh, government officials should not be made conducive. But at least they should consider the plight of the citizens who are going through a lot. We know. If, but, if, but the government has given palliatives, haven't they? They've given states palliatives. Well, five, well, well, five billion was given to okay. each state for palliatives. Well, when you have palliatives, you are saying they have given them palliatives. So is it, is it the federal government's fault that the states are unable to distribute palliatives as they should? You, 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 see, you see, I listened to Governor Babangida Liu of Niger State, the SOL governor of Niger State, saying that uh, we need to hold these guys responsible, that up to now we cannot even tell the actual amount of money that is being paid to a senator or House of Rep member. Then when he was a governor, do we know, has, did he disclose how much he was being paid? Of course paid? not. Did he disclose to Nigeria? Of course so not. So you see, these guys resort to, I, I will always say this any day, anytime, anywhere, they always resort to self-help as a way of settling their political scores. He was once there. Even the president, who was once one-time governor in Lagos State, he, he know all these things. They should they should not be playing with our intelligence. All right. Um, my my last question for P calls this morning is: um, We've seen these measures, you know, this spendings, you know, from the you know budget that many people obviously probably talk about it, you know, extensively sometime next week. We've seen, you know. The FCT minister, 15 billionaire to renovate vice president's house. We've seen 5 billionaire yard. We've seen 80, 880 millionaire transport. Let me do a transport fare for people going for COP28, 1,411 delegates. Um, what can we do as a people first to ensure the government do our bathing with regards to government spending? Or are hands so tied behind us that we can only but talk about it but cannot affect the necessary change in terms of government spending? You, you see, until we begin to hold them responsible. How? Okay, I have once said this on this platform. 
that until we begin to sign charter with them. Okay, uh, prior before you, when you are vying for the position, galvanizing for support, you know they always have sweet sweet words. Yes. I will do this, will do that. That was why the last time you told me that did I try my best to see how I can reach my right member? Yes. I told you, must I reach him? He's the one who is supposed to reach me because after I didn't try with my problems, he haven't gotten there. He forgot about me and he expect <laughs> me to fall on my arms or I should take the request to him. See. America, these things has to stop. And the only way we can stop is when we begin to hold them responsible through these various means. This is one of just one of the ways I've mentioned. There are so many ways we can hold them accountable. There are so many ways. What ways? So you, you've talked about holding them accountable through this means. What other ways can we hold them accountable? America, I think when we begin to flog them too, that will also bring them. <laughs> why, why you literal flogging or, or metaphor? Oh, verbal. Verbal. No, 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 verbally. Through constructive criticism. So that they will rise up to their occasion. Mm. I get to me. But I, well, we've seen that over time, right? Yeah. We have Sarah who is constantly. On their neck. On their neck. We have media houses. Media constantly houses constantly on their neck. There are shows. Uh, about uh, making democracy work, about probing corruption and all ah, of that. How many times have you seen Sarah uh, uh, prove the for- Lester with the former pre- president? He was always on the news. He was always on the news. He was always on the news. I can't let's agree with you. But what, what I'm saying, has that taken effect? No, so my, 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 my issue. How many times did they sue him in court? Okay, so um, even though that argument does hold water, but here's the thing. Here's no, it's, it's hold water. Let's no, it, understand. I, I say it does hold water, but here's okay. the thing. Now, as as a you know CSO, you can only do so it's much. As you you can only do so much as to call out the wrongs of the president, the governors, you know, the political holders. However, there is a part where everybody plays a role too, right? Um, you you made mention when I remember Sarah took bride to court a lot of oh lord a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They were always they were always going to court for one issue or the other. Whatever happened to those court cases, I do not know, and I you know take responsibility for not following through. However. There seems to also be some level of nonchalance with the people who lead us. I give an example. When when Nigerians complained bitterly, and this was a conversation that flooded the media spaces, social media and traditional media, about the monies the, 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 the legislators would use to get SUV cars, Nigerians talked about it nonstop. Did it stop them from getting the cars? No. We could not possibly take them to court. Because the people who were getting this class were our lawmakers. So, when we say things like, what has Syrup done? What has he yielded? It, it's, I'm saying that if they've done, if they've continuously spoken about this, and we've spoken about it, and he has not done anything, it means that speaking really doesn't work for us. Emeka, you just said what is in my mind. They've said it not once, not twice, not thrice. He said speaking with the voice of the downtrodden. That's the Nigerian masses who have been oppressed. But at the tail end of the day, you see, these guys are compromised. Which so, guys? The civil society organizations. When you say compromise, what do you no, mean? No, well, I mean that by the, time, by the time they keep on pushing along the line, as you rightly said, you tend to hear quietness. You will not hear anything again. But is, that, is, is it a responsibility so, so in solely in, in to In most cases, these guys, these guys, the government come, call them buying closed doors. They, they fix them up. That's a very big allegation for the no, civil no, no society organization. No, not, not a big allegation. It's, it's not a weighty allegation, mm. but it's a substantial allegation. Do you have proof? Do you, do you have, do you have, <laughs> do you have proof, proof, Mr. Ali? Uh, proof of what is going behind let, let us let for civil from, society organizations. Mm. 
even the blind can 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 see it. Are you sure? Yes. All right then. All right. I'm uh, sorry before you pick this call. I have one last question for you, and this is something a lot of Nigerians have talked about. Okay. Do you think that, given a dire situation, that Nigerians should go on the street to protest? Or do you still believe that, you know, like you mentioned, civil society organizations calling out our leaders and consistently demanding that they be accountable for us will change anything? Honestly speaking, it is high time we buried our differences, our pre-modeled fault lines. We are, we, we, we are doing all these things. Come together and then protest against these people. There will be the much needed results anticipated. I'm assuring you of this. I think it is high time we come out and protest because we, we can't continue uh, we can't continue crying, making loud cries, outcries, which doesn't which doesn't, which just doesn't give us the, the results we are expecting. Mm. And and you expect us to continue that way? No, we shouldn't continue on that uh, trajectory. All right. You can be a part of the conversation this morning. We're asking you, do you think Nigerians are focusing on the wrong things with the questions of the COP28 delegates? And with recent happenings in the country, how confident are you that the government can turn the economy around? Head on to www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and be a part of the conversation. Don't forget we are on X2 at JFM Joss, on Instagram at JFM Joss and on YouTube at JTV Joss. The numbers to call in this morning 090 55 or 081 Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Sadiqumar. I'm calling from PJNT Junction. Go ahead, Sadiqumar. Yeah, I will comment again. They have spoken very, very well. And in the mind of Nigeria. And he has said the fact. You see, what's happening in Nigeria is very, very unfortunate. Especially our political leader. As the way things is going on, Nigeria doesn't have hope in this renewed hope system. Because you see that all the things that have been promised, let, let's say, in the previous administration, mm-hmm. you see that the, the trust that the Nigerians give to support the last administration and I think it has never any president before. But the kind of disappointment that they faced with the last administration now, I think it has lose their hope. But and, and in this coming of administration now, the beginning of things, we see that the issue of corruption is the number one thing that they are just legalizing it in, in, in this administration. That is why we cannot get it right. The system, the corruption, the way corruption to the high level to the extent that we, we, we are just uh, in grammar to 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 to, to, to let it push uh, corruption to uh, another level mm. to the extent that the leaders they are just yeah, enriching themselves they are not uh, 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 about diplomacy how will you think of a, a, a political leader that's supposed to a position with a vote then he now just goes in the night with, 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 with a court judgment. Uh, what will you expect that that person will do in the office? Mm-hmm. You have to say that the have already said. So mm-hmm. we need to change the system. If not, we should not get to that. Especially the way we have got our INEC. Our INEC is the, the number one instrument that's supposed to get autonomy and it's supposed to have a division or level in the INEC. Power in the INEC is too much. 
Thank you very much. God Thank bless. you so much for your contribution this morning, Sadiq. Omar, good morning. All right, do well to call back. The number is to call 90 6666 Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name away? Calling us from? Good morning, Abigail. And I'm Good morning. My name is Emeka Sanchiro. Come again with your name? Emeka Sanchiro. All right, Emeka, go ahead. Abigail, before I comment, is Emeka close to you? Yeah, he is. Emeka, please, why are you allowing Abigail to tease the men on the body color? Why? How do you allow Abigail to do what? To be too I mean, the way you are making it as if you're putting it on the hot spot. Why you mean, you mean? When you mean the hot spot, what do you mean? I mean, do you miss me? And you want the guy to fall in your trap? Oh, that's for the be- that's for the birthday caller. Is that yeah, what you're saying? saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And make us should be doing the same thing to the ladies. Oh, he should be doing the same thing to the ladies. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why are you putting us in a hot spot? Forgive me. It's just to give you an extra spice for the morning, uh, Mr. Oh, Emeka. I know. And, yes. Uh, no, that's an right one. Yeah. So go yeah, ahead with your contribution. Yes. You know, the last time I called this video on this program, I said, with our leader listening to us, mm-hmm. and the guests in the studio say they do. But the question I still throw to them, if they do listen, why are they still committing the same mistake every day, every time? They'll be telling us, look at the... You know, at times I do look at these politicians, they will tell us they are, they are more sensible than we. Just as the, the, the lawyers will say, my learner colleagues. And once they say that, I tell them, you are no more learner than me. Because what you're doing, I can't do it. You're telling us you're spending these amounts of money, whereby we have other things to do. You're not, they're not even thinking about that. They're thinking of how to reach to, to reach their pocket. You want to elevate the uh, vice president office with such amount? The, 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 what do they call it, the, the president's wife? I mean, who does that in this, in this, in this wide world war? Why are these people making us to go to the street and began to do things that we're not supposed to do? It, it baffles me. I want to say something. Mm. Can we, in a week, that's what I did, make us say we should stop listening to the radio. Can we, in a week, stop talking about the government, talking about everything? Let us be... I, I don't know. Just so we, what, <laughs> I just tell you to my brother. Because every day you turn to the radio, you turn to the TV, you're hearing one story, or you turn to this radio station. They will turn it the other way around. You go to the other studio, they will turn it the other way around. Before I drop, I want to say something. On Saturday, I mean on Friday, this station, I think, is the number one in West Africa. Thank you, you so guys much. Did amazing. Thank I mean, you. amazing. I wasn't there, but I was following the program to the end. Thank you, you very much. Absolutely right. Thank you, Thank Mr. Emeka. So Have a lovely morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm calling from uh, Your name, please? My name, my name is Emmanuel. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I want to There's no need talking too much about this uh, administration and so on and so forth. The best is demonstration and the uh, you see, the demonstrate and uh, 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 
All right, then. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Yes, don't forget, we're still on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off X at JFM Joss. And we're asking you, do you think Nigerians are focusing on the wrong things with the questions on the COP28 delegates? And with recent happenings in the country, how confident are you that the government can turn the economy around? Don't forget to 09055666699 or 08121877777. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where you come us from? My name is Suleiman from Magama. All right, Suleiman, go ahead. Yes, let me just make my comment briefly as usual. All right. Okay, do well to call us back. I'm sure the network is a bit shaky right there, Suleiman. So do well to call us back, Suleiman. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Adido. Good, good morning. Mo- good morning. <laughs> yes, go ahead, Shuri. Yes, thank you very much. And then, um, how was the weekend? Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Make up from San record and then make a statement concerning the good day colors. I want to appreciate you guys. You guys are doing not the most weird in this um, day colors. Thank you. I don't have the numbers to have sent my messages to you. Um, you have made that particular um, good day color to be very beautiful and very, very, very interesting. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. I haven't said that if you, um, the citizens of this, uh, this continent, Nigeria has been taken for granted, according to Steve Aliko. The regular um, guests on your studio. Nigerians have been taken for granted it's over a very, very long time. Because, like Emeka said, I don't, I don't see how you tell Nigerians to do this and to prepare for sacrifices for this nation to survive. Meanwhile, you are living a lifestyle that even the people you go camp in hand, begging them to borrow you money, they cannot live that kind of lifestyle, especially from their president. And that's the reason why I still want to refer to what. Um, Former, former governor of um, uh, State, Fayeshi. He made a statement on Channel on Television last two years. And I want to reiterate what he said. He said, people who win election through the ballot boxes, any politician who win election at any level through the ballot boxes, we respect the people. But if anybody comes to win election through manipulation, through violence, through rigging, through the, the Supreme Court, I am telling you, He's going to give his allegiance only to the people around him and to that particular source to which he won the election. And that is very, very clear. And that's very, very clear. And it's playing out in this particular time and season. If Timibu have won election through the ballot boxes, I am telling you, be very cautious and then first governance, general governance to the people. Yes, democracy is defined as government of the people and by the people and for the people. Sure. And because the election has been reached in this in 2023, I can say that authoritatively. And I've been rigged over time, especially in the government of the APC from 2015 to 2023. That is the reason why Nigerians have been punished in this particular way they have been punished. I can't tell you how somebody cannot be able to feed feed his family. Feeding now has become a very, very, very essential commodity to feed, to just go and buy food and eat. People cannot afford it again. And they are traveling with 1,411 days to do what? The cost of governance has actually increased, whereas mm. employment and the ability to feed security has actually collapsed in this country. 
If you look at the state of insecurity in this country, I am telling you that even the chief of even the chief of Amistad, the chief of defense, does not understand. He does not know. He does not understand how insecurity has actually gone countries to comatose in this country. It's actually a pity. So unfortunate. Mm. Nigeria should actually rise and then demand for their rights. Thank this you so much. To Chile, it does not belong to the APC. It belongs to all of us. We should demand for our rights. That's Thank you, Thank you much. so much, Chukudi. The last call we will be taking this morning. Hello, good morning. I do good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Uh, Where you call my brother good from morning, another Jude. mother. Good morning, Jude. Thank you, my brother. Good morning. Uh, I do girl and the Mecca. Yes. I'm guest in the house. I don't have too much. I can never continue wasting my energy on this administration of APC. Alright, then in 30 if seconds, I just, If I just come on air, <laughs> yes. I will make my personal opinion on what will be suitable for the masses. If the earlier we know how to do away with APC, the disease they brought to Nigerians will remain with us. Well, do you know, Jutsad, sorry to cut you short. Uh, I, too. The one thing that I always want to ask people, is it the is it the fault of the party or the PP? Because those you have in PDP defect to APC, those you have in APC defect to PDP, mm. it's like we're reshuffling these people across mm. different my, parties. So are we supposed to be saying, oh, it's the party sister, or it's the people? My sister, Yeah. do you know my problem? What is your problem? We have many political parties in Nigeria before APC. But the way they are anxious, the way they move in holding power is what is bothering most of us. You know, look at what is happening. You know, it's not that the party is not good because of the party's sake, as you said. But the, the way they are anxious on the power and, you know, you know, they don't even want to hear another party. Let me tell you, my sister, and with most of the achievements of APC, if you see the way they brag, the way they talk, I'm telling you, they said that from now to 30 years to come, they will be in power. I'm telling you, so we have to do anything to remove them from there. I'm telling you. All right, just it's that. Half of hand. It's half of hand. Thank you Thank so you. much for your contribution. We'll head on to our social media platforms this morning for your comments. And as I've said, it's still not a it's not the function of the party, it's the people. Because you can still have people who are very audacious being YPP and once they come into power you you still come and say those people in YPP, we need to take them out. Those people in Labour Party, we need to take them out. Uh, yes, you want uh, to Mr. Jude, I I feel your excruciating pains. Uh, but uh, the truth of the matter is that there is no difference between APC, PDP, and the Labour Party because they are all cross carpeting from one place to the other. Exactly. Abigail has just said it. You should understand this thing. Let let not allow these people continue to play with our intelligence. That's just it. All right, then on, on Facebook, Pastor Henry says, To tell you the truth, Nigerians are fed up hearing the government saying they will turn the economy around here in and out. To favor the citizens and even in the midst of all these promises, nothing is being done to improve the economy, to better the lives and well-being of Nigerians. And until that is done, Nigerians will continue to cry and lament. So Lemandre Bru says, Good morning, GFM. 
I have full confidence in the administration that by God's grace, things are going to be better in a short period. Let Nigerians be patient with this administration. Things are going to be good. And my prayer is that may Almighty Allah continue to guide and protect our leaders, guide them in the right path to do the needful. John Blaze on Olanion says, I love your guest. He's very neutral and balanced, not speaking from a biased point of view. Principal Joseph Melimu says, it is so unfortunate that in the midst of scarcity and bad economy, they are borrowing and wasting our precious resources. This shows they are insensitive and lack compassion for the country. Instead of cutting the cost of governance, they are increasing it while the masses are living in abject poverty and hunger. I stand for good governance. Olare Wajuberi goes, Nigeria is a moving world. Even Netflix can hold us. With this hardship, some people will still defend the government. Nawao, thank you, Mr. President, for the empty budget. Which way, Nigeria? Izanga Stefano says, um actually the masses like me we have given up on this country policies which seem to not to favor the common man on the streets um or modern matrices we can fully conclude that the government since 2015 till date is fabric fabricated to fail and reconfigure nigerians for more hardship i laugh in swahili language anytime apc releases new policy imagine fct wiki wants to build 15 billion naira for vice president nigerians are dying of hunger and poverty but fg is insensitive and inconsiderate please do apc government realize that nigerians are humans too when we vote old men in government we should expect more negative results the old men went to cruise and enjoy themselves at the expense of the masses up apc up renewed hardship as julius achigak says nigerians are not focusing on the wrong things because the present administration of president Tunubu are just spending money unnecessarily without prioritizing the welfare of nigerians in this our economic hardship i don't have any confidence in president Tunubu's administration that they can change our economy apc lacks economic ideas to tackle our economic issues Kevin Lewis says, Nigerians are too docile. I cannot hold the present APC government accountable with regards to the outrageous spendings of these perilous times in this country. In this country, today is the 4th of December and November salary have not been paid yet. Talking about the 35,000 hour palliative the federal government promised and Christmas is around the corner. One can imagine the nonchalant attitude of government to the welfare of our citizens. Let the cost of governance be cut down while the welfare of Nigerians should be prioritized instead. Leaving there now, let me go over to Twitter because I have some comments here on Twitter. Um, apologies, because it's taking a while here. On Twitter, we have um, Austin E says, It is like the president and his advisors have run out of ideas. Can he tell us the role these people will play from the trip? I think those that are supposed to be there should be from the Ministry of Environment. Engineer Agomo Jr. says, I am just tired probing this government are big criticizing them. They would never listen to you. They will always do what they want, except it doesn't make them money. Julius Achigak says, President Tunubu is just spending money on things that mean no good to the masses. Tunubu's administration cannot solve our economic problems because APC lack economic ideas to tackle our economic issues. Yakubul Abdulaziz says, I am listening to you from Zanfara right now. Well, regarding the recent happenings in the country, to some extent, I don't blame the leaders. We, the masses, are the ones that keep electing those without credibil credibility and love and love of the masses at heart. Firang, Firangs goes, I still believe in this government more than Buhara's regime. Issues concerning the delegation sent to Dubai, the presidency has already cleared the air, saying the only sponsored few members and the other delegates are NGOs and other business sectors in the country those are the comments we have on twitter i'm hoping that the ngos and others would also come out to tell us that they were the ones who sponsored mm. the 
Let's probably just let me say the four hundred and eleven that went. One thousand. No, I, I mean I'm trying to divide it. Maybe the one thousand the federal mm-hmm. government, four hundred and eleven, probably NGOs right. and <laughs> NGOs yeah. and the, and the rest. No, yeah. no. I'm hoping that they come out to tell us how how it happened, what how, the, how it went down. Yes, how it went down, yeah. and we we'll see the monies for flights. And if they they really want to be um, transparent mm. with their dealings, they should. So, so I, I, bring want out to, I want to ask a very somehow stupid questions. The NGO are sponsoring people to go for the de- to go represent Nigeria. Are they going as Nigerian delegates or going as NGO? De- because if you say Nigerian delegates, it means it's, it means it's from the, the federal government. It's the Nigerian government paying for them. It's, it's common sense. It's like saying you are from GFM. Then I say so. It's one NGO that sent you from GFM. I don't understand. I, imagine is it this time around that they want to change the story to us? Something we have idea about. <laughs> See, look, during Good Luck Jonathan's administration. When he was uh, flying abroad, jetting abroad with 800 people on his uh, entourage, people complained bitterly. But okay, so now we should keep quiet. No, uh, we won't keep quiet. Then, and somebody was saying uh, among the contrib- uh, those, those contributors, in, in yeah, that we should keep quiet. So we should go back to bed and continue to sleep. We should not... Re- <laughs> No. All right, thank you so much, Mr. Ali Garber, for being on the show. Don't forget, the news comes up by 10 o'clock. Keep it eyes locked on to J101.9 yeah. FM. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.